Livewire with Ling Pang. This is Ling Pang for Livewire, and I'm talking with Nick Davis, who's a life coach and a blogger on mental health well-being, by the courtesy of the Drifters Legends Clubhouse. Welcome, Nick. How are you? Hello, Ling. I'm very well, and I'm really delighted to be here talking to you. For many years, you worked in the corporate world. But following the birth of your three children, suffering from postnatal depression and a tough menopause, tell us about your journey from then on. Oh uh, gosh,、um, I think that journey is probably still happening, Ling. I think it's an ongoing process.、Um, the start of it was definitely when I got postnatal depression after my、uh, third child. So you're right, my life was、um, my life was very ordered. Very、uh, structured, very controlled. Prior to having、um, my children, and indeed, when I had my first two children, I、um, attempted to keep it that way. But I think Mother Nature has her own ideas and her own ways of teaching us and getting us to open our eyes. And so, when I got postnatal depression,、uh, I didn't really have a choice. Uh, I guess uh, it took over me really. And so some decisions were made on my behalf. One of which was that I needed to step away from my professional career、uh, and very much take some time to to really just be with my family and to to heal, I suppose,、um, and to to learn what being a parent really meant. And the big thing that I learnt all those years ago now, because、uh, I'm I'm going back、um, nine years when that happened. Is that I、um, I felt very alone, and it wasn't until I spoke out I truly believed that I, I was the only bad parent in the world. I was the only mother that could feel like this, and that there was something fundamentally wrong with me. And it was only when I actually reached out for help,、uh, which, which actually I, I didn't do alone. My my husband actually took me to the GP to to ask for help, and I was very blessed with the GP I went to. That I realised I wasn't alone at all. For you, asking for help was that the first step forward? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it、um, it was the first introduction I had to really facing some truths about myself. So, you know, we live in a narrative. You know, certainly I came via a route where there was a, a lot of narrative around me about women being able to have it all.、Um, now, I I have no strong feelings either way、um, about. What having it all means for the people—it、uh, takes me all of my time to focus on, kind of keeping my own show on the road. But I think it did make me face some of my own truths about the fact that、um, what I thought was having it all wasn't having it all at all, and that the things that I thought were important—you know, the, the career and、um, you know, earning the money and having the trappings that go with that kind of of, of life—really, when I Got postnatal depression. It really stripped away a lot of those layers and, and leaves you really very raw and, and very vulnerable. Did you feel lost? Did you feel frightened or, or lonely? I think the best way to describe it is the colour goes out of your life. It's like if you have a switch, a motivational switch. It's like somebody's switched it off. So it, it didn't matter how much sleep I got. Not,、mm. not that you get that much sleep with young children,、mm. but it's a constant state of exhaustion. And I would open my eyes in the morning, and you know I've naturally been somebody who's always woken early, and I've jumped up and I've embraced the day, and you know I'm I'm full of zest and I'm a you know, very 
natural self-starter, very disciplined. And I, I would just lay in bed and I would just be, I just don't want to get up. I just don't want to face the day ahead of me. I just don't know how I'm going to get through the day. I have no energy, no, no interest. You know, what do you, you know, my husband would perhaps say, what do you want for dinner? And I'm like, I have no idea what I want for dinner. I couldn't, I cried. And I didn't know why I was crying. And, you know, I withdrew from people because people very kindly and naturally ask, what's the matter? Uh, And actually, that's the thing you can't articulate because I didn't know what the matter was. I I didn't know why everything felt so hard. Even making yourself a cup of tea just just felt so exhausting. And, you know, the the days would stretch out in front of me and and I, I just didn't know how I was going to get through them. You still need to do the same chores every day. The children are still with you. You still need to do the school runs. Was it a challenge every day just to wake up and step out of bed? Absolutely. And I, and I think that's why you're so exhausted, because rather than doing things because you're motivated, and you're naturally doing them, you're forcing yourself. So mm. in, in actual fact, it's, it's really interesting, Ling, but I've had very similar symptoms um, you know, nine years later with the menopause, but you, you have to kind of steer yourself. I need to get up. I need to, and I would cut things into small steps. Okay, just, just get the children up, get the breakfast ready, get them ready for school. Uh, mm. Just get them to school. When you've got them to school, you can come home and you can lay down for half an hour, an hour. Then you need to, I don't know, do the shopping, do the washing, whatever it was. And everything was, you know, really, really having to dig deep to find the energy to, to do those things and, and I couldn't actually look at the whole day ahead of me because if I'd have looked at the whole day it's like looking at the top of the mountain and thinking how on earth am I going to get up there mm-hmm. uh, and really the breaking point was one day came where I just didn't get out of bed um, now my husband was here uh, and I'm a great believer in the universe does put you where you're meant to be when you're meant to be there because my husband does work away a lot mm-hmm. that day he wasn't he was here and I just, I just said, I just turned over in bed and I just said, I just, I just can't, I just can't face it. Mm. Sorry, thing, I'm nearly crying. Okay. Just thinking about how that time felt because it's still mm-hmm. very raw, it's still mm-hmm. very real all this time later. And that was the day he took me to the GP because he said, you're not right, Nick. There is something, you know, you need some help. I don't know how to help you and I need to get somebody that doesn't know how to help you. And it was him actually, it was my husband that actually told the GP and spoke for me because... By that point, I was actually starting to withdraw. You know, I just, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to connect because Mm -hmm. I think all of your, you go into Mm -hmm. closed down mode because you just, Mm -hmm. you just prioritize the absolute bare minimum you have to do to survive. What was the treatment uh, you were given by the doctor to help you with this? He was a truly gorgeous doctor. Um, He was a really lovely man and he, I I took antidepressants Mm -hmm. and, um, he said, you, you need to give yourself some, some help. You need some help. You have a classic case of postnatal depression. Um, these will give your, you know, your hormones chance to settle your brain time, chance to catch up with your changing circumstances and be able to process things. Uh, and he said, you know, take these for six months and I promise you we will get you through. I promise you you will be okay, but I really need you to take my advice on this. And I did, and I trusted him, and I, I saw him regularly, and I took the antidepressants. And for me, I know there are lots of different views on this, 
Uh, and I'm, I think it's a very personal decision between each person and their GP. Mm-hmm. For me, it was the right decision. We also made some very significant lifestyle changes. So I decided to step back uh, away from my professional career and just take some time out completely. And I was very blessed to be in a position to do that financially. How are you feeling mentally? So if I'm honest, Ling, I have ups and downs. And the reason I have ups and downs is because um, I've had a fairly early menopause. And, you know, the way I describe it is I've taken the black slope as opposed to the blue slope for anybody who goes skiing. So um, my hormone levels have dropped quite dramatically, quite quickly. I started at 45. Mm. Um, And one of the big things for me is I'm insulin resistant, which actually really gets missed a lot in the menopause. Um, You know, we hear everything about HRT and, you know, sticking a patch on and so forth. And and that is one part. It's an important part, but it is only one part of the picture. Um, And I was uh, two years ago when I entered it, um, you know, we really thought that I had very severe depression. It was so bad. Um, And then we thought I had chronic fatigue syndrome because I was so exhausted. I was in bed at one point for three weeks. Uh, And in the end, I have a wonderful, wonderful GP and she was incredibly supportive. And, you know, her words to me during the darkest days where I was just like, what is happening to me? You know, we will get through this. We will find a way through this, Nick. And I ended up going to see a private consultant who specializes. um, I really struggled to say the word. He's an endrenologist, specialist in hormones. And I've been under his care now for two years. And as a consequence, I'm probably feeling better now than I have felt for a long, long time. That's really good. You're quite happy to talk about your experience on social media and do a regular blog, receiving a lot of good response from people who are going through the same. Has that amazed you? Yeah, it has. It's, it's interesting because two things. One of the reasons that I was determined not to be quiet and to embrace the truth and share it is that I remember very clearly with the postnatal depression, and it was the same actually with grief when my father died, um, with the depression, was feeling very isolated, like I was the only person and not being able to connect with others. And and I, you know, felt odd. And, and I remember thinking, I don't want other people to feel that they are in some way broken or odd or, or not fitting in. I, I, I want to be able to share this so that others know they're not alone because I felt really alone. And when I actually stepped out and started talking, it turns out that there were lots of mums who were suffering from postnatal depression. I just didn't know. And we all, you know, sat in our own little corners. And when we're at our most vulnerable, that is when we need to be sat in the middle together you know, not in our corners. So that was a really big driver for sharing. But also, uh, more selfishly, sharing and writing about these experiences and putting stuff out there, it it is a real form of self-therapy because it's part of accepting and embracing everything that you are. What sort of uh, questions and topics that are most popular uh, on your blog? The most popular, um, I think by far at the minute, is the menopause because uh, women are really struggling to get the right support and diagnosis. They're either being misdiagnosed or they're being told to get on with it or they're just being given HRT and, you know, there's such an array of symptoms. So one of my latest posts, and I post quite a lot about the menopause, there's just a lot of women really seeking 
um, more clarity and support. So that, that's very, very, it's resonating with a lot of people. The other thing I think that resonates with a lot of people is, is actually just being truthful. is not having to hide who you are. Mm-hmm. It's just being actually able to tell the truth about things, whatever that may be. So, you know, I will blog. I, I, one blog that was very, um, that resonated with a lot of people was when I wrote about my toxic relationship with money and um, a period of my life when I got into a lot of debt and understanding what was driving that behavior, mm. which was, you know, it was a form of addiction. Um, and But I think the thing that is consistent throughout it all is, and the feedback is, it's just people really ache for the connection through truth, through, you know, sharing that vulnerability and not having to pretend that there's something they're not, not having to hide, you know, I don't know whether we call it the darker bits or the bits that we don't normally put in the public domain. And just being able, because it's, it's such a heavy load, isn't it, to, to try and mould yourself into something cool. Only let the bits of you be seen that you think people will like. And then you're you're worrying about whether they really do like those bits. And, and it's just not transparent. I've met some wonderful people through this process. But I guess that's what I want to do is every morning it's just what, is there something I want to put out there that will help somebody somewhere in some way? If the answer is yes, I'll do it. If the answer is no then I won't. Do you find that they come back with responses, open your own eyes? Oh, I didn't think of it that way when I wrote that. I'm learning something in return by their interaction to your writing. On. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, I do some I do have, I do some one-to-one sessions with, with some people too. And honestly, whether it be comments on a post, whether it would be, you know, calls, like calls with Yuling or whoever, um, the stuff I learn is incredible. The stuff I learn is incredible. I mean, I, I kind of view myself as a student of life. You know, I'm learning every day. Life is teaching me something every day. It's a two-way thing, isn't it? Absolutely. What is your um, contact, uh, your website? Sure. If um, Everything is on my website. So the best place to go is my website, uh, which is www. And then it's Nick, which is N I K. Davis, D-A-V-I-S, so www.nickdavis.com. Mm-hmm. And on the homepage of that website, you can contact me through whatever medium suits you. So there's, there's email, there's my phone, there's Facebook, there's LinkedIn, there's Twitter, there's Instagram. I want to wish you all the best. Lovely talking with you today, Nick. Oh, thank you so much, Ling. That's really lovely to hear. And thank you so much for having me. It's been delightful to talk to you. Thank you so much, Ling. Livewire is a Steve Osborne production. For more information, visit steveosborne.info.